2: Welcome to Two Black Guys with Good Credit, the show for the financially curious and the financially knowledgeable. Sean, Karen, how you guys doing?
4: Happy New Year, Matt. I am doing awesome. Do you know why? Why? Because I have good credit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> good credit is important.
4: It's a blessing, guys. Matt,
1: my palms are sweating. It feels like I'm just about to go public with something, and it's giving me a lot of life knowing I'm going to do this.
2: <laughs> wow, well... A lot of life is good for this new year. I'm excited about 2021. I'm excited about getting my investment game up. I'm excited about and letting you know, everybody know about it, right?
1: is there a way we can let everybody know about like our investment game and what I, we're doing?
2: I think there is a way. Is there there's a way? There's a way. <laughs> wow. What is that way, Matt? I ask you, great Matt. Well, first off, we, we have a guest today. It's my new year's gift to to you, Karen, and our listeners is we have a guest. Uh, Co-CEO of Public.com. His name is Life Abraham. And if you're not aware of Public, you're about to get to know what it is. But it has a lot to do with what we're talking about, investment. And let's just (laughs) get right to it. Life Abraham, welcome to Two Black Guys with Good Credit.
3: Nice. Thanks for having me.
2: We're excited to have you. Our goal this year is to get more people involved in investment and into the game. Can you please explain to our listeners what Public.com is?
3: For sure. Let me give you the quick pitch. So public is what we call the investing social network. And so there are two sides to it. On the one side, you can invest in pretty much any U.S. stock right, with any amount of money, even though Amazon might be three grand a share right now. You can invest in Amazon with just 20 bucks or so. And that really just like levels the playing field from like an access perspective. Then the second piece is we've built a social network around the stock market and so what that means is you can follow other people, you can see what they invest in, you can, you know, discuss certain investments, trends, or, you know, insights around certain sectors you might be interested in, all that kind of stuff. Um, and really how, like, like how we see that is that that social component is really just a way to scale education around the stock market. And so, and so it's like one thing we've seen is that a big reason of why people don't invest is because they have a lack of financial literacy, right? And so you yeah. might not, you know, you, might not know what all the acronyms mean, you might not know how to value a company, how the stock market works, all that kind of stuff. And
0: exactly.
3: and so but by by having access to kind of learn from other people's experiences and be surrounded by people that might break the stock market down in a way that you understand it. And therefore like you kind of curate your own experience around it and put it in a form factor that you know, AKA a social network and a social feed and so on. It just helps people to kind of, you know, get to know um, um, how to like, you know, just like the basics around investing and so on.
1: So let me ask you a question then life. So. In this social network, are people seeing my actual trades? Or are we just having like liberal conversation about different stocks, about different investments? What's the is there a commonality amongst my social network, or is it just like random conversations happening?
3: So first, you can decide what you want to share, right? You can make your portfolio public, you can make it private. Um, people cannot see what kind of dollar amounts you have. It's just about what kind of companies do I own, uh, what kind of you know themes are. You know trends I you know believe in things like that, and so you know for many people their public portfolio is also a little bit of a little bit of a representation of from themselves like what are the values that they have what are the kind of trends they believe in things like that, and then um, and then when you make an investment you can actually leave a caption similar when you post to Instagram or so you can just keep you can just leave a caption to that and that kind of be, can become, you know a super detailed investment thesis of why you you know believe in this company or it can be a super quick little caption like you know, DAC, which is for dollar cost averaging, which is something we see a lot in the app, for example. And, um, and that's just how you kind of share what you kind of talk about. And then also just, you know, um, uh, some people can just also just share generally trends, news they're seeing, you know, discuss certain news hap- that happening, et cetera, et cetera.
4: How do you keep it from crossing any legal lines? If you have so many people talking about stock investment issues, how do you monitor that to make sure there's like no laws broken? it's such a law, like dense Area.
3: So first off. Public is also a stockbroker. And so, what that means is that you can only participate in the community if you have an approved brokerage account, which means we are likely the most verified social network in the history of social networks because everyone on the app is actually identity verified, right? So, and that just lifts the baseline of the quality of the community drastically. And so, things like trolling and so on has never really been an issue for us, you know, cross fingers here, you know, but. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: uh, you know, <laughs>
3: After this episode, people are gonna exactly. roll over. <laughs> They're going to try. Hey, let's let's <laughs> see. The community. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And how big um, is that, your community currently? that really. Uh, we don't like we don't we don't share any numbers on that yet. But you know, one day we will we will let you know.
2: Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. how long how, people are, go ahead, how long have you guys how long have you guys been in, in existence?
3: So we officially launched a little over a year ago in September of nineteen. But to give you to give an example, like we have people on the app that have, you know, over 100,000 followers and stuff like that. So it gives you a little bit of a feeling of the size of the community.
1: Within your community, not just from, from other social media. You know, within,
3: within. within our community, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. And have there been any, like, trends, stock trends that you've seen within those communities go, like, where people have made a certain... Well, I, I know you don't know the actual returns where you can see everybody trending towards something and you see it pivoting and it's actually worked out for people.
3: Yeah, I mean, so... People will always, obviously, also, so to say, hang out with people that have similar interests and similar values and whatnot, right? It's like you know, like any community, if it's real life or online, right? You will you will start off by connecting with people that you have some sort of connection with, and um, and so and and you see that on public too, right? We have, for example, there's this one chat group I randomly got invited into, which is the future of fitness, and so that's where they like talk about things like you know Peloton and so on, and so and then obviously. The stock market also becomes more fun if you have people that are invested in the same companies that you are invested in too. So you kind of share these, you know, news and experiences and like, you know, the ups and downs. You know, quite literally in this case, um, and so on. Um, and I think that just kind of, you know, creates these like kind of subculture communities within, you know, within the broader community, obviously by just people that you know kind of you know rally around specific topics or specific companies and so on.
2: Do you see a correlation between the racial wealth gap in the stock market
3: i would say 100 percent this is um man i forgot his name right now sabrana so i think his name is he um he also has a podcast about not he was involved in you know some of the regulatory agencies back in the past and so on but um he said like an interesting stats um, the other day which was basically and i'm sure i'm messing up this number but basically just like the people of color even just in the regulatory agencies are, you know, sort of who just like in the finance space in general, right, is the number of so, 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 so tiny that I think the regulatory agencies, you could count it on like one hand kind of thing. Um, and I think that kind of shows a little bit of also a footprint of, you know, the space in general. And I think the other thing that comes from it is that the stock market seems scary if you don't have any access to that financial literacy at first, and that is very heavily driven by you know, um, the experience that your parents had, for example, right? The experience that the friends around you had and so on. And so as sad as it is, but I do believe that, you know, whatever, you know, so to say like the circles you grew up in have obviously an impact in also your interests and the things you're exposed to. And so, you know, just historically speaking that just, it's, it's an, it's a, it's a logical effect out of that, that, you know, you sadly then have, you know, people out there who, Don't necessarily, you know, we're lucky enough to have, you know, to be able to grow up around friends who had the exposure to learning about finances and, you know, financial literacy and the stock market and things like that, and especially because it's not being taught in school. Mm-hmm. Right, right well uh,
1: I, on the contrary we have a non-profit program called financially clean where we do teach high school students financial literacy so just to give ourselves a plug and we've been doing for nice. the last five years and tried <laughs> awesome. o- and taught over six thousand kids kids today let me pat myself on my back so mm-hmm. and it's a it's an 8 to 12 week program we take them step by step it's not something that we rush in a one-day class so we are trying to we have common interests so with that being said You know, how I I believe, I truly believe that people of color and minorities and women, they're they're an unrecognized market as far as investing. And if you tap into it correctly, and I think with your platform public, like really making it a social platform, like you said, we don't people of color and maybe some women may not have that foundation like you said from family so forth to really understand the markets you're bringing another platform which will make them kind of comfortable and say hey i'm really to take the plunge and i have friends that are very smart and i went to school with me and they still have this fear factor like you said so how do you think public can help like reduce that fear bring that confidence and say that hey we can invest we can make money too and the market is for us as well
3: is that, it? And I think that the last sentence you just said, I think is very is very, very true. So one thing we hear often from people is that they before they joined public, they felt it was not for them. Correct. And just this like just this like feeling of like it's not for me, we believe comes from um comes massively from that just like the culture around investing in the stock market has not really been an inclusive, inviting culture, right? And the way I always talking about it is a sense of if you look at the communities that have been built around the stock market, right? It's white male dominated. It's Wolf of Wall Street memes. It's, you know, hashtag YOLO call for short-term options trades, right? And it's all very close to like gambling culture versus investing culture. Very right. short-term driven, all that kind of stuff, right? If you go to Wall Street bets and so on, you know, like it's it's, it's very clear what you will find. And so that obviously, that culture alone kind of kept people out because you know the the stock market seems scary because its culture is scary and therefore people feel like it's not for me and therefore they don't even try
5: Mm -hmm.
3: and so what we basically recognize is that we have the opportunity or we had the opportunity to to build a culture around the stock market from scratch and so normally if you would now be a startup guy like myself and you start a stock brokerage right a stock trading app the first thing would be low-hanging fruit user acquisition, right? Let's go to all these trader communities and bring all these traders on. And like you know, let's put all the stock traders on the app. Like they were likely like at first, so let's do that. We did actively not do that because we knew if we would do that, we would just recreate the same toxic type of culture you find online. And we would not you know and it wouldn't go anywhere and then even from a business perspective right we are in the game of building a mass consumer company if you want to build a mass consumer company and therefore also a social network that is that you better make sure that you know everyone can see themselves represented and everyone you know and uh, and you know everyone feels like that they're welcomed within it because otherwise you're not going to get far
1: that's exactly what the premise of our show is that's the premise mm-hmm. of everything we do really to introduce people to financial financial literacy and investing <laughs> And let them have an understanding that, yeah, you can do it too. And let's create a platform a space where it's talked about in simple terms to give people that confidence. So we are definitely aligned in our in our thoughts and our theory because I think, like you said, it's an untapped market that mm-hmm. people are not really paying close attention to.
0: Yeah.
4: So what's the, um, what is exactly the point of the social media aspect of public? Is it to increase, just increase transparency? Is it to bring on younger users, like millennials? Um, Is it to like change the vibe of investing in general?
3: Yeah. So um, when people talk about like the, the democratization of the stock market and, you know, all that kind of stuff, like what we always say is like democratization is not just access, it's making things approachable. So it's not just about giving someone the tools, it's about making sure that the tools are designed in the right way, that people know how to use them, that, you know, um, they're being presented in a format that, you know, people can understand, comprehend, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so that approachability, that means for us to let's present the stock market in a way where people can, you know, feel like this is for me. And that starts by how you design the app and so on, but it also goes into, you know, who are the other people, like who are the other folks that I'm seeing investing, right? And it's just, it, it makes it, you know, like it, if you go into your, like if you go into a community and you basically only see people invest that have a deep finance background and whatnot, you will not feel empowered to really do something. You will still feel like it's not for me and you will think like, oh, these all these other people have a certain knowledge that I don't have and therefore I'm scared to like, you know, Hit invest on this button for something that I truly believe in, and um, and so this 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 aspect of just making the stock market more approachable is really what we're looking at, and that and, and we're looking at number one from a community perspective to make sure that as you go into it, you see, mm-hmm. you know, so to say, normal people like yourself, you know, mm-hmm. investing, and I often do this like gym reference of like if you go to the gym, yes, you want your personal trainer that knows things better than you. But you also don't want to you know hang out with you know go to the gym with a person that's way more ripped than you it's not gonna be much fun <laughs> like, I agree. You wanna, like you want to go to the gym with your gym buddy who is in the exact same shape as you are mm-hmm. and therefore you know it becomes a forcing function and therefore it's becoming something that you you know experience together and also where you're not necessarily in fear of you know saying i don't know you know
4: Right. Well, he but you know, the gym or whatever. <laughs> so, no, I think that's perfect. But here's, here's the thing about that analogy, though, is that the gym is not, the gym has like an aspirational quality too, right? Like the gym is for people who are super in shape and dedicated to the gym and experts. And it's also for people who want to get in shape, right? It's like a good starting point if you're just starting out. And both of those people gravitate towards it. Um, whereas investing has traditionally been super opaque and, you know, kind of like an inside baseball kind of thing. And so my question is, have you gotten any pushback? From traditional financial institutions, like who think that you're um, out of line <laughs> for trying to change the game. Uh,
3: yeah, totally. Um, I mean, especially people who who you know are the typical profile of you know, the more experienced white male, they are the most skeptic, I would say, right? Sure. But I think the big thing is that if you come out of that space, you're, you're just a pure left brain, right? You come from your MBA finance background and you're just right. all, all rational, right? You don't give a damn of what the company does. You just think about is it a good investment or not, you know, and so on. Most people are not just rational, right? We always right. People invest with the hearts as much as they would their brains. And so the first investment that many people are doing is themes that I believe in. Hey, I believe in, you know, yeah. green energy, female-led companies, companies run by people of color, et cetera, et cetera. And they, and they start with that or they start with just like companies I think that are cool. I think Nike is fucking awesome, so I'm going to buy Nike. I always had these sneakers from our
2: life, et cetera, et cetera.
3: Mm-hmm, right. And therefore you buy with something that you know, because there you feel like you have some sort of knowledge around it already.
2: You mentioned the Wolf of wall street earlier. And I, I, I think mm-hmm. back to like the eighties with like the, uh, greed is good, the, the wall street movie. And, but then I juxtapose that to this current era of social media and sharing our photos, sharing our lives. Mm-hmm. And it just seems like your timing with the culture of this, this sharing culture, it seems a great, uh, Transition you're you're taking us from that wolf of Wall Street mindset to this more of a community culture.
3: Yeah, I mean the culture always has been competitive, and the one the one main thing we're always saying is that public is collaborative, not competitive. And so it's not about showing off your gains; it's about you know experiencing it together and learning from each other and so on like one trend we've seen in the community is for example hashtag share your losses and so where people are actively sharing their losses in order mm-hmm. so other people can learn from that and then they share their you know what their initial you know theses were of why they invested it and why they're pulling out now and why they're taking the losses you know mm-hmm. that is
1: so amazing like hashtag share your yeah. loss it says so much because you know even talking about the wolf of wall street the perception is and i always hate when people come to me like you know they think that the, the stock market is going to make you a millionaire overnight. Mm-hmm. you know? And the perception is that you're going to double your money, you're going to triple your money. And I always look at the stock market as more of a long-term passive investment. You continuously observe, you trade in and out, you buy some funds, but it's it's a long-term growth while you're doing other initiatives. So for people to really, you know, and that's why people get are scared of it. So I love what you just said. I love that hashtag because it breaks down what people think. Because even people today will still come at people and ask them about you know, scammers will come to them. Hey, you can invest with me. I can make you this. I can make you that. And it's just a false pretense. So I think just you guys doing that alone, promoting that hashtag is amazing because it really debunks all the things that we hear that are
2: supposed to be what the stock market is about. Well, we we actually need to go to hashtag. It's time for a commercial. <laughs> so uh, everyone stay tuned. Keep getting this information in this game from with life. Oh, yeah, get more life after this break. <laughs> I'm Two bad Guys with good credits. so we'll be right back.
1: Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We
2: Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy, Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu.
1: So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.
0: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
1: Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Airbnb.
2: Welcome back to Two Black Guys with Good Credit, the show for the financially curious and the financially knowledgeable. Today, we are joined by Life Abraham, the co-CEO of public.com. And he's giving us information on this platform. It seems like the platform for you if you want to get into the stock market. But I have a question for you, Life. Talk to me about day trading. I've read that public.com does not allow day trading. What is your theory on that? Why did you guys choose to not allow that?
3: I think so 90% of people on public make their first self-directed investment on public, right? And so with that, we just believe that we have a certain responsibility to make sure that within the first experience that people have with the stock market, they not, you know, get burned right away because um, that would kind of go against, you know, the whole you know mission of what we're trying to achieve. Right. And so with that, we've done a few things actually to make sure we kind of build that out, right? So one is like, yes, there's a no day trading kind of policies that are kind of like a, kind of like a 3 strike rule, so to say. It's also once people do a day trade for the first time, which is sort of buying the same security within 24 hours, so to say, they will also suddenly learn about that as being something in the first place, right? Second thing is we, for example, build a feature like a long-term portfolio. And so if you're on your you know, portfolio screen, you can actually drag one of your stocks down into your long-term portfolio and sort of say, lock it in. Hmm. And then if you sell something, from your long-term portfolio, you actually get a little prompt that tells you how far away you are from, you know, capital gains tax, um, and if you really want to sell this yet or not, right? Then you have to like slide to confirm to kind of to then uh, continue, and so like things like that, right? And so we're trying to also just build features or design features into the experience that, you know, lent itself to a certain type of investor in that sense, right? And so if you're like a hardcore day trader, you will not like you will likely not end up using Puppet. Another thing is what we've done. There was a story around Hertz. I'm sure you've heard of, right? So when when Hertz, um, the the car rental company, uh, so I think during the summer they they filed for bankruptcy. And while they filed for bankruptcy, there was suddenly obviously the stock dropped. A bunch of you know retail investors suddenly came in, and the stock was going up because suddenly people were starting to invest again, even though they filed for bankruptcy. And you know from the information that was out there. Um, you know, they were likely not getting out of that, right? And so what happened was Hertz saw that and they were like, holy, this is like a really weird scenario, but there's an opportunity for us. So they actually wanted to print, you know, new shares to then sell that, those new printed shares to these investors to just make more money to pay some of their debt off to their, you know, to the people Mm -hmm. that they they owe money to. Um, when that came out, we actually stopped um, Hertz from um, from from trading, so to say. Like, if you if you own it, you could still sell it, of course, but we just took it from the ad that you couldn't buy it anymore um, for a certain period of time. And that then in, in that kind of then led to the decision to create something we call safety labels. And so the week after we launched a feature called safety labels, where stocks that the SEC deems as more risky, specialized ETFs, you know, um, bankrupt companies nano micro cap companies that might be more volatile and so on. They actually have a small label now. And also before you buy them, you get a little prompt that tells you about, you know, that fact about that company and you have to slide to confirm if you really want to purchase that company. And so we basically, you know, designed these type of speed bumps and these like in context education um, to help basically people to, to, you know, learn about the actions while they're, Mm -hmm. while they experience the stock market, because the vast majority of people on public experiencing the stock market through public for the first time.
4: So it sounds like you are concerned with mitigating risk for your users, even if they aren't and, and bringing that to their attention too, even if they don't know that they're about to take a risky action. So it sounds like this is really geared towards making like, like addressing the, problem of the fear that like initial resistance people have to investing in the first place because you don't know when you're going to make a mistake is it is it safe to say that this is really for beginner investors or inexperienced investors or would you say this is a good platform for experienced people as well
3: No, i would say it's both and you see both on it and the experienced people are also often the ones who are just like creating content and are, you know the ones who are, you know, who kind of, who kind of help educate the rest as well. Then you also have people who kind of you know come in with a little bit of experience and ask their own public to just gain more experience. They kind of become one of those people who start to become, you know, these people that, that create the content and so on. Um, but um, but I think there's 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 just a sense of, you know, these moves for us, I just for lack of a better word, it's like just like it's like it is the right thing to do. And even if you're an experienced investor, you know, getting that prompt that this might be, you know, that, hey, FYI, this is a bankrupt company you're about to invest in, mm-hmm. is still pretty good information to have when right. you do that, right? <laughs> um, and, so, and so we see it more as like, hey, let's create a place where, you know, we with a good heart can say that new investors are welcome and it's a place where they can, you know, take their first action um, without necessarily creating something where as an experienced investor, you will, you know, it's, it's, it creates too many hurdles for you or so.
1: This sounds like a too-good-to-be-true app that was needed so many years ago, and thank you for bringing it to the marketplace. So I'm sure what all my list, our listeners want to know is, like, what are the barriers to enter? What is the cost? What are your fees? How, do, how can people sign up? And, you know, how simple is it to become part of this community?
3: Oh, you're letting me sell this here. Yeah, nice. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: so you go to public.com, you get the app, um, you sign up, and it's commission-free and everything. So there are no it's commission-free. That. It's commission-free, man. There you go.
1: So how do you make – how does public – generate revenue?
3: So two things. Number one, we're a venture backed tech startup, right? So we're right now still in the mode of growing the community. And you know, it's sort of say you can say it's subsidized by venture dollars, right? Mm-hmm. Um so Good for you. Um, and um, the other side is also, also like as a stock which there are a few revenue streams that are kind of like baked in into the model, right? And so we, for example, earn interest on cash balances and accounts. So like uninvested cash, we earn interest on, you know. Yeah. Then as like securities lending, you can see it as like interest on invested cash, so to say, you know. Um oh, that's Directly so that, but, um, um, and so on. And so like there are some some ways in the background of um, of how we still make money um on it but then also there are other revenue you know models that we will launch in the future as well that we'll, well
1: just to let people know and let me just translate what Leif- life is saying in other words that since it's just launched and they're really in the, in the growth phase you have an opportunity to become part of the community for absolutely free right no commission get really f- sound advice from a community and be able to trade without having to pay a fee so i think that's truly amazing um and basically they make their money off if your money's just sitting there not active they make a little bit of interest off it which is which to me is 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 standard so for all those listening it's like a really low risk type of thing to do even just to get the information get the education and and trade i think that's amazing did i translate
3: it correctly great i love it okay
2: great make
3: sure i got it right (laughs)
2: live you guys recently got investment from Will Smith, Tony Hawk. Is that accurate information?
3: Yeah, so again, it comes back. So yes, so we obviously have a few venture firms behind us, right? Excel is one of the big ones, you know, so the original investors behind Venmo are invested, um, and so on. And then as part of the last round, as the one before, you know, there were a few celebrity people invested, right? So Will Smith invested. J.J. Watt invested, Sophia Moroso, Founder Girlbots invested, um, Morgan. You're name-dropping,
1: man. You're (laughs) name-dropping. Can I come hang (laughs) out with you, bro? Can Can I I know, just
3: name-dropping.
2: Did you hang out out with Will and J.J. and all these guys now? Are you guys all Uh, boys
3: now? I did not hang out with Will.
2: (laughs) Court seat (laughs) at the Lakers game. Is that you? Can I go to some old Lakers game and see you
1: sitting court in the floor?
4: So in conclusion, oh, yeah. Leif is best friends with Will Smith. That's the takeaway of this podcast. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs>
3: but um, so like there are a few people like that and so there were there were there were like two major reasons for that you know so um, number one, we try to assemble kind of like figureheads around it that kind of show off little bit also the diversity of the community as well as also on the investor base and we often say that diversity starts on the cap table um, and you know kind of kind of goes from there right and so that was something we just we just want to you know kind of bring to the company early on the other thing it goes back to the approachability right so a few of these people are on the app right Tony Hawk is on the app for example you know and so on and so you can and so on that they also kind of tell their stories of you know, how they started investing and so on, and specifically for people like athletes, right? They did not necessarily come from money. And then at some point they suddenly had a bunch of money and then there were people around that had helped them manage their money and helped educate them around it and how to invest it and et cetera, et cetera. Not everyone has this life changing moment in their life where suddenly these things come together. And then there's just people around them who are happily kind of tell them how things are done. And so it comes back down to, for the, for, for people like them to also tell their stories makes the stock market more approachable. And so if you recognize that, Hey, there's a community and there's this app where it's not just all these finance people that hang out on CNBC interviews, but it's, you know, people you would normally not really connect with the stock market. Um, and they are telling their stories and their experiences on the stock market is just, it's another way to just make the stock market more approachable. And that's why you know, we, we kind of try to anchor ourselves also a little bit to, you know, to pop culture and so on and not just financial services, so to say.
2: Mm-hmm. Awesome.
1: Okay, when things get back to normal, I want to go to your Christmas party, okay?
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: Put me on that VIP list. All right, well, that aside, we thank you for, for uh, Sean, Karen, you guys have any, any other questions uh, for, for life?
4: Um, Not a question per se. It's just, uh, this is kind of an interesting product to be talking about. It's like, it's very right now, right? It's like very much of the last few years with all of this, not just the social media aspect and like the transparency aspect, but like the cultural transparency of it. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's been the trend of the last few years. We've had Me Too and this and that where people are just, people just don't, even in politics, people don't want to see the walls anymore of institutions. Those institutional walls are getting old because <laughs> we have so much access now to information into each other, so I, I I think it's really interesting to see that in the finance space.
1: Well, Karen, I thought you'd ask the obvious question: Is is this for millennials, boomers? I think it fits into both categories. Like you know, well, it always- sounds
4: like it's for people who don't know a ton about investing, and also for people who do know about investing. So, as millennials and boomers, Sean, it's for both of us. It's for the young and for the very old. He said it.
1: I Just had to ask. You and too about- can
4: use it, Sean.
1: And life. Um, you know the, the question. Obviously, we're in this pandemic time. Um, is there anything that public has had to do to adjust to the pandemic? Is it still is it business as usual? Um, how are you guys navigating in these kind of difficult times?
3: Hey, I mean the entire team in remote, right? That's an obvious one, um, and that's, I mean definitely had some 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 impact at first, um, and I'm sure will you know positive as well as negative. But um, that, that needed some, some, some adjustment for sure. But other than that, we've been doing well, right? So again, with lockdown, everyone's on their phones, you know, the use of social media is through the roof. Um, and also with just the markets dropping in March, um, you know, a lot of people saw this also as like an opportunity to kind of, okay, maybe I should start now. Um, it's like a starting off point. So we saw a lot of interest just in general into the stock market now that just, you know, accelerated everything. So for us, you know, um, there were obviously like some, some, you know, acceleration moments there as well.
1: What do you see for 2021 with public happening?
3: Man, a lot. I mean, obviously, you know, we just closed some money, right? So we just got more funding, um, more than we even ever had in the history of this company. So there's some money in the bank now, which we will use to grow the community. That's number one, you know, it is a social network. So it becomes better the more people are on it. And the more kind of diverse voices you have, the more a different point of views you can get, the more you can, the more people can curate their experience around the stock market, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, and then the other thing is, we're obviously going to launch a bunch of cool features, which uh, you will hopefully all see and use soon.
2: Life between me and you, no one else has to listen to this. But do you have any tips on what I should, you know, should I, should I buy anything? can you can you, can you hook me up with any? Um, I'm legally not allowed to. What's the community, to, saying? What's I'm a community saying? Legally what's the not public allowed
3: community saying, Mike? guys but, uh, trending there? But, uh, I'm yeah, opening you can, my account tonight, yeah, by the way. You can you can, you can go to puppy.com slash trends, and then you can actually see what the okay. most popular... Okay. popular Smooth. Popular,
4: uh, ...on the
2: on the, on, on the app. He I
4: does will, that one like a bullet in the matrix. matrix.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well said. Well, we appreciate that. All right, well, mm-hmm. I, I think uh, this is a great way to start the new year. All of our listeners... You know, get in the game. I think this is a perfect way actually to start off the new year, get our investments going on. So we appreciate you coming on and sharing all of the intel and details on public.com. We thank you.
4: Awesome. Thanks for having me. So, where can people reach you? Obviously, public is an app and they can download the app, but where can people reach you if they want to check you out, say something, give you some feedback?
3: Hey, Twitter is always good. My handle is Live Thunder, L E I F Thunder. One day I can explain you the, the history behind the Thunder. <laughs>
2: So, uh, we have to
4: do part two part. of this interview. Have to do- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Right. Thank you so much. Cheers. I loved that discussion. The whole point, I think, is like seeing this turning point in where finance resources are going, right? Like, I've never seen something like this that not only tries to reduce the risk, but it's not just risk reduction for people, but it's shame reduction, right? Which is like exactly. what we're about right now. Like, you know, people don't want this curated thing on social media they want to see you as you actually are and they don't want to feel like an idiot <laughs> because right. they tried something and failed they want what, what makes people feel not dumb is knowing that you're also dumb we're all dumb
1: yeah sure, i think sure. i think it's a great app i think it fits with like our initiative what we're done to do with financial literacy make it easy and for people to understand and just have a network of resources that you can go to to make sure hey what do you think about this what are we doing this like you said we're all in this together type thing I think and and it's it doesn't feel overwhelming, like you no. said, like you were saying like you were saying, Karen, so I think what he's doing, what they're trying to do their initiative, I think it's great. I think our listeners should should check it out and get on board. I'll
2: mm-hmm. echo both of you, and it's similar to our show not being the stuffy. Like, you know, no disrespect to the Susie Orman's or, you know, the, the old school tradition. Yeah, disrespect to them. We, yeah, yeah, disrespect to them. But, but, our, <laughs> but our show, we can discuss finance in a, in a cool or, you know, barbershop or casual way. And I feel like public.com, it's kind of like, yeah, we're not the old stuffy brokerage that your dad went to. This is a new way. You know, shame reduced, and you know, like just everyone can come on in and learn from each other. Right. And let's get it. So I think I it's mean, going. really,
4: we started it, right? This is what a year and a half old. Clean is four years old. This is four years old. Like the ending clean stands for no shame in your game. We started it. We started the shame-free so, li- so life,
2: life really got to break us off. You know, some of that Will Smith money. Break know. us <laughs> off
4: some of that. Some one of these Will Smith intros any minute now. Any minute now. A girl's trying to meet people.
2: Well.
1: Why do you Z snap in every show? You well, can't. can't.
4: Uh, no they- one, can, no one can see it. It's just you pointed out. Now they know about my snapping <laughs> habit. <laughs> my break right. snapping habit.
2: All, all right, you two. It's a new year, so <laughs> I, I, I want to wish you guys both a happy new year. And you know, no, no fighting. Let's be nice and let's get our investment game up. So, on,
4: happy on, new year, you guys. On, on, on happy that,
2: new year. On that note, i um, Matt Smith. One third, half, or whatever the math of two black guys with <laughs> good credit. Like I always say, nothing changes if nothing changes. So start investing and I'm out.
4: And I'm Karen Margolis, one third, and the math will come to us. I did just snap again in the year 2021. And as I always say, it doesn't matter what you've done. It matters what you do next. Happy New Year.
1: And I'm Sean Linda, the better half of Two Black Guys with Good Credit. I'm always going to keep my math simple, math. And like I say every show, keep your money in your damn pocket and, and you know, get a little life in you and send a little to the public as well. They're doing great things. And I'm out. Hey, send us an email, tbgwgc at gmail.com. That's two black Guys with good credit at gmail.com. Drop us a, a verbal, an audio note, or a written note. And just, you know, and a five star rating always helps. And I'm out. <laughs>
4: So book your next getaway with Club Med. Visit clubmed.us or call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor.
5: As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.
0: Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe.